Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. Uh, Gen X pro tip. Kids will tell you they love you. They don't mean it. Hi, and welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media from our shared childhood. My name is Amy. I'm a proud Gen Xer born in 1977. And I'm her sister Jenny, born in 1974. What up, Jen? What's going on? I have to tell you two things. Number one, I want to shout out T-Arch. It's his birthday today. He'll hear this two weeks later, but happy birthday. Who's Yarch? T-Arch. Who's Yarch? T-Arch. his birthday today. Happy um, super belated birthday. Second of all, we are having a 40 degree difference in temperature today. Yeah, but the sad part is we're having like 30, I think, but it's still going to be like 35. It's not like it's going down to 10. It's going down to 19 here and it was 59 oh, when I woke okay. up. Oh, I'm looking at Washington. Hold on, Brooklyn. Um, today was 60 and it's going down to 31. Wow. Okay. So you're having quite a big drop. Yeah. Yesterday it was like 65 degrees. It was crazy. Okay. All but right. it's pouring here. It, it was raining here, but now it's coming down as sleet. Oh, no. We're not cold enough for that. Thank Which God. is, it's, you know, Right now great. it's 58 degrees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. We're supposed to have a thunderstorm, though, later. Oh, cool. That's exciting. Yeah. Um. So, guys, I, I just want to remind everyone that once we're done with Little House, we're going to switch to a monthly format if you're on patreon we're gonna try to keep that going as usual um i noticed a bunch of people are quitting already so on patreon yes <laughs> they're like quitting we're done, well, <laughs> we're done. <laughs> well patreon's the same the like same. i mean mm-hmm. like yeah. you gotta quit uh, did they quit our regular feed probably <laughs> <laughs> um i i don't know what to say i mean we'll keep doing patreon as long as there's enough people to do it for yeah right you know if it drops yeah. super low i don't think we're gonna put the capital behind that right but we'll see um jenny capital any, as in time jenny any right. other news today um no not really picard season three starts started last night i didn't see it so i'm gonna watch it tonight yeah you don't have time to watch that between watching the last of us and shrinking no i'm watching picard first <sighs> but first i have to finish the mindy project what about Uhtred, son of Uhtred? Oh my god, how exciting is that? The movie's I didn't coming see, out. You sent me the thing, but was there a trailer? Because I didn't watch it. There wasn't a trailer, but there was a date. I think it's going to be in April. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Oh my god, exciting. So excited. I am Uhtred. Guys, if you haven't watched The Last Kingdom. It's The Last Kingdom. <laughs> so it's so good. 
So I might rewatch that series. It was so good. So good. We loved it so much. And it was like something that had been going on for like eight years that we didn't know about. We had no idea. We had no idea. Dad's the one who told me about it. Wow. That's pretty bad when like dad has his hand on the pulse of what's happening. And I think Vikings of Valhalla or whatever. I think I want to watch that too. Because I heard I that's like pretty I good. I started that and didn't love it. But maybe I have to get another try. Okay. All right. Um, all right. So Jenny, today we are looking at our second viewer's choice pick. And this is season two, episode 16, Troublemaker. Do you have a description? Despite Miss Beatles' continued kindness and effective teaching, the school board calls an emergency meeting as her deteriorating classroom management hits an all-time low. It is agreed that a male teacher will be hired in her place, but the mean-spirited Mr. Applewood immediately clashes with Laura, blaming her unfairly for several incidents in his classroom. Okay, I'm going to say something right up front. Hmm. This is Little House at its best. There is a formula that they need to follow. This is the formula. Somebody is picked on. Pa comes in in a rage. Pa (laughs) beats the shit out of the person. He did not beat him up. He did not, but everything works out in the end. That's the formula, guys. Just stick to it. Yep. Jesus Christ. Harriet is awful. We have all the bingo card here. This is written by John Hawkins, directed by Victor French. All right, here we go. We open on the schoolhouse, and Willie is chilling with some 30-year-olds in the back row. These kids I, are 37. I have their 47-year-olds in class. <laughs> so they keep dropping a book. Jenny, how would you feel if that was happening? I would beat them with a baseball bat. Like, it's pretty, like, intense. Like, it's like, slam! It's and triggering. It, it Not only is it triggering, well, yeah, because it sounds like a shotgun, and there were lots of them then, but, like, Miss Beetle's just jumping out of her, her uh, what is she wearing? A girdle. Jumping out of her girdle. <laughs> were there girdles? Is that a girdle? I don't know. I think that's a 50s thing. So, Beetle, no. It's a corset. No, it's a corset. That's what I'm yeah, thinking of. That girdle, Rose had on like... the Titanic. Yeah, that's a corset. By the way, Titanic news. Okay. Um, our man, Titanic guy. The Titanic. I knew that. I knew the Titanic guy had something to do with this. Was was like on some news show. No, because they released new footage from the 1986 Discovery, and it's never been seen before. And James Cameron released it to coincide with the 25th anniversary or whatever we're at of the movie. 25th anniversary of the movie. Yes. Mm And so Titanic guys like talking about it on this news channel. Wow. It was pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. Okay. So um, <laughs> I was thinking of that other thing I sent you that I put in the Mimi Bees, the plans for my funeral. <laughs> oh God. That was so good. That was so good. <laughs> All right. So Beetle yells at them and turns her back. And when she does, Willie whips an eraser at Laura. <sighs> Willie is such a problem. Willie is such a problem because he's four. Yeah, he's a four-year-old. At Harriet's, she and Mr. Hanson. Jen, how good was it to see Mr. Hanson? Oh, I forgot. Like, he was dead. I totally forgot about him. (laughs) He was dead. (laughs) Okay, uh, here's a tip. Don't forget about people when they're dead. I guess Jenny does. I mean, I just thought I had a big affection for Hanson. (laughs) You know, I had somebody contact me the other day, somebody that used to work for me. 
at the TV station. So we're talking 18, 19 years ago. Totally forgot this person existed. Like mm. when she was like, oh, hey, remember me? I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot you existed. Yeah, well, it's not like you sit there and so just recount weird. everybody you know. So weird. Anyway, Hanson and Harriet are getting all dolled up. And they're talking about when the boys come in from the fields, Mrs. Beetle, Miss Beetle will never be able to handle them. The older boys. And I just wrote. These are the younger boys? Older than the 37-year-olds in the backseat. I'm like, these are the younger boys? I'm like, literally, that one guy has a wife and two kids. (laughs) (laughs) Like, who's going to come in here? Oldie? Is it our favorite oldie from season nine? Does this come in as one of the boys? (laughs) Like, this is grades, is this grades K through, like, like sophomore college? God. So as they're preparing to go over to the school, a fight breaks out and Hanson has to break it up. Well, first of all, like, I love how Laura just gets in there and scrapping along mm-hmm. with the boys. Of course she does. She's just right in there. Mm-hmm. So Harriet's like, see, see, I told see? you Miss Beetle can't handle anything. She's the worst. Laura says, Miss Beetle, it was my fault because I threw an eraser. Um... No, no, you threw no. it back at Willie. Yes, Willie started the whole thing. And Stop there's two grown-ass men that shouldn't have been fighting mm-hmm. in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Beetle apologizes and dismisses the kids. And I wrote, she dismissed the kids because she's getting observed because the big wigs yeah. have shown up. <laughs> and you, did you feel? Did you feel this? Harriet says, there was a veritable riot in our schoolroom, and we need to have an emergency school board meeting. And Mr. Hansen's like, Miss Beetle, we would like you to come and give your side of things at the school board meeting. Like, I love that these people have nothing to do, that they can orchestrate a school board meeting like that. It's the same thing. right? Well, there's four people on the snowboard. 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 There's four people on the snowboard. Don't put, Gen X pro tip, don't put four people on the snowboard. <laughs> Now we cut to the meeting and Nels is running shit. And he's like, this is not personal, but we do need to know more about this explosive arguing at school. So Beetle says, I I need this on t-shirt. I don't know what happened. Something triggered a sudden flare of anger. (laughs) A sudden flare of anger. (laughs) Yep. I mean, he hasn't been there. Harriet asks if this happens before and Beetle's like, "Mm, yeah. Some of the older boys, she says, are hard to handle. And I try to tell their parents and their parents don't give a fuck. And Harriet says, you're being paid to keep order. And Beetle's like, I'm being paid to teach. And then Beetle says to Harriet, how would you discipline a boy who outweighs you by 50 pounds and is a head taller? And Harriet gives the right answer and says, that's not my issue. It's yours. Not my problem. Not Mm -hmm. my problem. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Hanson asks, when the bigger boys come in from the fields, will you be able to control them? And Beetle's like, I'll do my best, but I'm not going to lie. I can't go toe-to-toe with, like, some 45-year-olds. She's going to have to get, like, a two-by-four with, like, nails in it. The Negan bat. She has to get the bat. The Negan. Yes, Negan. So oh, Beetle leaves the Beetle leaves, but tells them, look, I'm going to be up all night grading papers, you know, on my time, because that that's what teachers do. Yep. So if you need to reach me, you'll know where I'll be. And I'd appreciate a response tonight, please. I don't know why I didn't Charles just go beat these kids up. I don't know That's why Miss Beetle moves. didn't end this with a good day. 
<laughs> it was the perfect position. Yeah, those kids don't care. No. So now there's a knock on the door and it's Charles, which is never a good sign. And no. you notice like Harriet and all these motherfuckers, they have the balls to say, oh, but none of them has the courage to go over to Miss Beatles and tell nope. her to her face. No, that's Charles's job. So Charles shows up and he is looking fine. Oh, I God. mean, woof. She invites him in for sex. I mean, tea. <laughs> and he tells her uh the school board thinks it's better that a man takes over and let me just tell you, this is charles way of saying things uh was not unanimous in other words nels and i did not right. agree with this mm-hmm. right well if nels so had to be harry and handsome and isn't doc baker on the school board yes mm-hmm. Fucking. Doc i don't baker. know harry usually has a henchman Henchman with her. Or no, she usually makes Nels vote for her. Like, vote with her. Oh, maybe. I think what hurt Beetle in this trial was when she admitted that she's a little scared. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Probably. Mm-hmm. So, so she just got, like, legit fired for being a woman and told that. Yeah. 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 So she I starts- mean, perhaps if the kids got through school in 12 years instead of 23, this wouldn't be a problem. That's true. That's true. So... She starts to crack and then she says, I'm part, she's doing the cry laugh. The <laughs> uh, actually, this is a good thing <laughs> um, because she's like, once those men come back from the fields, I'm fucked. So this is a yeah. good thing. Yeah. Charles says, don't blame yourself. And he like rubs her thigh. And she says, <laughs> I feel like that didn't happen. Don't recall and that. she says, that's the problem with teaching, Charles. There's no one else to blame. Jen, people to blame. Go, go. People to blame. Harriet. Harriet. The kids' parents. The kids' parents. Willie. The kids who are adults themselves. Sven. Sven's yes. brother cousin. Laura. Yeah. Mary. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, Miss Beetle, stop being a martyr. There's other people to blame. There's plenty of blame to go around here. So she shows Charles a card that her students made her last Christmas that said, we love you, Miss Beetle. Uh, Gen X pro tip. Kids will tell you they love you. They don't mean it. Wow. They don't okay. mean it. It's fleeting. Right. It's fleeting. Okay. All right. There we go. I wonder what's going on at Amy's house today. <laughs> then Charles says, oh, by the way, will you stay on till the new guy arrives? This is a knife in the kidneys. This is ridiculous. <laughs> She's being fired because she's a woman. And wait, we need you to hang on until yes. the new guy gets here. We need you to do the thing. Yep. She says, I guess, because I'm a stand-up person. And then she tells Charles goodbye. And she says, oh, by the way, Laura needs help with their fractions. Real weird placement of that statement. Now, at school of... Oh, and she asked Charles, don't tell the kids. Right. Okay. At school, of course, Nellie knows. And she's telling everyone. Of course. And Nellie says, it's all Laura's fault. And Mary's like, say that again and I'll slap your motherfucking face. Oh, like, like she Nellie's got right like, in there. Or Mary's like threatening people. I'm like, this school is crazy. It's crazy. And like, Nellie why goes, is this school so rough? Wait, Nellie's response is, go ahead. I'll pull your hair out by the roots. This is like wow. the most violent school. Jesus. For this Beetle, time. I mean, Jesus. Beetle breaks it up and Laura and Mary ask her if it's true that she's leaving. And she says yes, and Laura hugs her, and she cries. 
That night, Mary and Laura are talking about it. And Mary reminds her that Ma said you have to be nice to the teacher. Like they're talking about who is this new teacher going to be. And Laura says, I bet Nellie Olson brings the new teacher an apple. And they, for some reason, laugh hysterical over this. They laugh hysterically. And then Mary says something like, or Laura says something like, and what if he doesn't like apples? It was the dumbest interaction. I almost like shut it off and just quit this podcast right at that moment. Well, we know whoever wrote this was an only child. Obviously, because they cannot interact. (laughs) They don't understand interaction between siblings. The guy who wrote Stoned. Yes, this is not how siblings interact. Come at us if you had this kind of interaction with your siblings. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. So the next day, this dick bag, Mr. Applewood, shows up. And Miss Beatles, like driving by in the stagecoach, like, I'm off to. Okay, I wrote Jim that. Morrison. Wait, Beatles leaving town? Like, what Don't the fuck? Jim Morrison. That's true. She is. She's going to LA. <laughs> like I wrote she has to leave town and then I'm like well she probably does to look for another job no I think she's going on vacation she apparently just has a pile of money somewhere that she's living off of <laughs> somewhere Laura greets the new teacher and he just stares her down so his name his uh, name in the show is Hannibal Applewood wow. I have an index card <laughs> okay on Hannibal Applewood who is this psycho? This psycho is played by Richard Basart. His bio on IMDb literally says, quote, Despite many a powerful performance, this actor never quite achieved the stardom he deserved. Wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> you petition to get that taken down? Who I mean, wrote he's that, dead. Mom? <laughs> right? That's how Mom would like write your entry in like Wikipedia. Yeah. He's best known as Admiral Nelson in The Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea, 1964. I'm not super familiar with that. I don't know if you Mm -hmm. are. No. He died in September of 1984. He was married three times. I thought he had some interesting wife stories, so I stuck to those because he didn't really do a whole lot. Mm -hmm. He was married three times, 10 years to Stephanie Klein from 1940 to 1950. During the filming of 14 hours in 1950, well, they were filming in 50. The movie came out in 51. She was taken ill with what proved to be a brain tumor, and she died very suddenly. Hmm. Devastated, wait for it, devastated, he finished work on the film and started a new film, House of Telegraph Hill, which came out in 1951. So all of this happened, like, late 1950. His wife died in July of 1950. So all the, everything I'm about to tell you occurred between 1950 and the end of 1951. <laughs> Just wow. keep that in mind. Okay, like 18 months. Okay. <laughs> He started a new film, The House of Telegraph Hill, where he met Valentina Cortez, who would become his next wife. They got married in 1951. She left him and moved back to Italy with their young son, Jackie Basart. Jackie Basart would little, little would later go on to be Burl, the deserter in Inglorious Bastards, and he was also in Tea with Mussolini. Mm. Um, he was born in 1951. So between... July of 1950, when his wife died, in the end of 1951, he was on another film, got met someone, got married, had a kid, and his and wife got left divorced. Him. <laughs> wow. No, he didn't. He didn't actually file for a divorce till 1960. But okay. like, she left him in 1951. Okay. Well, I don't know if she left him in 51. He was born in 51, and he was like a baby when she left, so okay. it had to be. Like, yeah. He then married Diana Loitery, and they founded organizations to help animals. The name of the organization was Actors and Others for Animals. The fuck? That's, That's the weird. dumbest name I've ever heard. That's dumb. 
But he did a lot of work for like helping animals, I guess. Okay, so he's he a was good also, human. He was also in Fellini's La Strada. He was Stan Ellis on Love Boat, season five, episode six, Chef Specials, beginning anew, and Kleinschmidt. I don't think we did that one. No. But what we know him for, because I'm like, I know that voice. I know that voice. I know his voice. Mm-hmm. He was the narrator of the opening titles of Knight Rider. I'm like, yes. Oh, there we that's go. That's it. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was like yep. just such a familiar voice. He has and an iconic done, like, voice. And he's been like in one episode of everything in the yeah, 70s yeah, yeah. and 80s. And he's done like a ton of like narration of voiceover. So we definitely, especially in sci fi. So we've definitely heard his voice yeah. before. Yep. Okay. That's it. That's all I got. What did he die from? Uh, I think strokes. Yeah, multiple strokes. Hmm. Okay. I mean, everybody was a heavy smoker in those days. You know how that is. I know. He died in 1984. Okay. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. So, back to this dick bag. In class, he lays out the new rules, and they're super strict. Basically, you look at someone the wrong way, you're going to jail. Like, it's done. So, then he tells them, for their first assignment, they have to write down the rules he just gave them. So, as they're working, Jen, Sven, one of the 37-year-olds, he writes a note, and they pass it to Laura. And Applewood catches her, and he makes her bring it up to him, and the note says, quote, 
Mrs. Miss Beetle was a much better teacher than this crab apple. Wah, wah. He pulls so out a ruler and he slaps Laura's knuckles. That's crazy. I was not happy about this. I was That's not crazy. happy about this. I mean, that was a thing. Mm-hmm. I saw people get hit in school, didn't you? I did too. I can't, yeah. I ugh. I have a really, really hard time with seeing kids get hit. Like it's I cra- wanna I, like, it's so crazy that, that that other that even if like I mean parents hitting their kids is one thing, that's bad enough. But like just that other people could hit your kids seems crazy to me. I know. I know. I can't even tell you what I would do if a teacher hit one of my kids. <laughs> I would go bananas. I'd go to Banana Town. Bananas? You'd be in mm-hmm. Banana Town? So then he makes her write a ton of shit a ton of shit on the board. Okay, fine. Make her write on the board eighty five thousand times. Good. Right. So at home that fine. night, Laura is telling Pa and Ma about what happened, but I think she leaves out the ruler slapping. Either that or they yes. don't seem to care, right? I don't they probably wouldn't have cared at this point. Well, time. don't forget what Charles' father did. He marched Charles down there so the teacher could beat the shit out of him, remember? And even bent him over the fence so the teacher could hit him with his belt. That's true. So, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Like, he was, like, beaten by that teacher. Yeah. So, Paul's like, did you explain, Half Pint, that it wasn't your note? And they're like, we tried, but he wouldn't listen. And Ma goes, I don't believe that. All teachers are patient and kind. Where is she? <sighs> what planet is she living on? Jesus Christ. At the Olsons... Dick Bag is having dinner with them. And oh Harry decides, oh, the best is Harry goes, I love that you're here. I never get to have intelligent conversation. And then crickets. Nels is just sitting there like, nobody's saying anything. And then um, she goes, I have to tell you something. I don't like to gossip. And Nels goes, then don't. Yep. And she goes, but Laura Ingalls is a real troublemaker. God. And Nels is like, no, she isn't. What are you even talking about? I've always found her to be, like, polite and well-behaved. And then Nellie goes, well, she was Miss Beetle's pet. Oh, and the, the the dick bag's like, oh, okay, I got it. Uh, forearmed, forewarned is forearmed. God. Mm-hmm. Now at school, Sven comes up to Laura, and he looks like he could be her father. And he's yep. like, oh, I'm sorry, dude, for getting you in trouble. Me and some of the older boys want to help you get back at Crabapple. And Laura's like, please don't. Don't. Like, stop, please. I'm in a yeah, nightmare here. <laughs> and inside, they're wrapping up an assignment when Herman shows up late. Now, Herman, they had mentioned him before. Mary mm-hmm. and Lauren, that scene when they were laughing in bed, they were talking about how big Herman is. Mm-hmm. So he comes in and he shows up late and Crabapple slaps his knuckles. But Jen, Herman doesn't give a fuck. This guy's not going to hurt him. He tells Crabapple, you can't hit hard enough to tickle. I mean, I kind of liked Herman at that moment. I did too. And he's like, I was late because we were, one of our cows was birthing. Ew, okay. Okay. Too much information. (laughs) Laura simply turns her head, just turns her head to look at him. Yeah. And she gets punished. Did you ever have to write I will not talk in class like a million times on a board or on paper? Um, I don't know if yes. I ever had The answer to. to that is yes. I don't think I did. Mm-hmm. Okay. So outside at recess, Sven spots Laura by a tree. Like he just will not leave this girl alone. I don't, 
people i couldn't understand if he was like just trolling her or liked like likes her i felt like he was trolling her i feel like he was trolling her he talks with her about how crab apples picking on her and sven wants to destroy this man and laura's like no no thank you so she decides i'm gonna go in i'm gonna go in the school room early I'm going to go mm-hmm. in. I'm going to study my spelling. And we my see her business. there. She's so cute. She's just mouthing the little words and holding the book to her chest. She's adorable. And the class comes in. And when they do, Crabapple comes in and reaches in his bag. And it's full of ink. Yep. <clears throat> Everyone laughs. And he screams, destruction of property is not funny. He calls Laura up and he expels her. And I just wrote, Where's Paw? Where's Paw? Isn't that a carpet bag that he has? Yeah, I think it was. Jenny, it was like a medicine bag. Uh, Yeah, that's a carpet bag. They still make these. You could get one of these. Oh, my God. Okay. Why was it called a carpet bag? They were made by saddle makers in many towns and cities, came in many shapes and sizes. They were called carpet bags because the makers would buy old carpets and construct the bags from pieces of carpet that were not completely worn out. Mm. This is how carpet bags can be manufactured cheaply. Why were they called a carpet bagger? That's what I want to know. No, carpet bagging is something else. That's a political term. Well, I know, but like, obviously it was like, you know, this was the carpet bags were carried by almost everyone. Men, women, well-to-do middle class and not so well-to-do carpet bags were first suitcase made in numbers. During the Civil War Reconstruction period, many people from the northern states moved south because there are many opportunities for a person to earn a little money. For example, you could own a farm by paying past due taxes for as little as $25. These opportunities attracted all sorts of people from honest, hardworking farmers to crooks to charlatans, con artists, and of course, crooked politicians. All these outsiders were called carpetbaggers. So basically, you're a Yankee that moved south. You're a carpetbagger. Yeah, pretty much. So but it today, came to be it came to be a derogatory term that means you're you're like a Dr. Oz situation. You're saying you yes, live somewhere and running yes. for office and you really live somewhere else. So that's the history of it. Today the dictionary defines carpetbagger as an outsider involved in politics. Yes. So like yeah, somebody outside of like the politics of a place and they get involved. Yep. Okay. So pause in the drama barn and Laura shows up and she's sobbing and she tells him what happened. And that night, Paul and Ma are laying in bed, and they're talking. And Carolyn says out loud, she's not the student Mary is, of course, but Laura tries hard. <laughs> um, I mean, facts. go fuck yourself, Carolyn. Facts. facts. Carolyn's just delivering facts. Go fuck yourself. So, <laughs> Paul, <tries> hard. <laughs> Jenny, that is so something that mom and grandma said about me. Now. <laughs> Oh, you're throwing Graham into the mix now? Graham infamously said, when I got my second terminal, or my second graduate degree, a terminal degree, she finally said to me, boy, Amy, I have to give you credit. You're pretty smart. We always thought Jenny was the smart one, but you're pretty smart too. (laughs) Graham said that to me. Wow. So, yeah. You know, Graham of, of, quote, you have such a pretty face, fame. (laughs) Okay. So, in town, we see... Oh, wait. Where am I? Oh. Pa's like, okay, let's just chill and get some sleep. And Ma says to him, 
Whatever you do, don't lose your temper when you talk to this guy. Well, I mean, he hasn't been known to be somebody who loses his temper, though. Oh, I need to see him lose I mean, his he's temper. Always, he's always laying someone out. Like, So in town, we see Beetle arriving back from her trip, and she's like, oh, guys, how's school going? And Laura's like, uh, I'm in a fucking nightmare here. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, it's great, whatever. So she's like, okay, that's kind of weird. Now Paul walks the girls in and this asshole is saying his bag was ruined and Laura had to do it. She had the motive because she got a bad grade and she had the opportunity because she was the only one in the room. Okay, fucking Columbo. Mm-hmm. Actually, this guy was on Columbo. He looks like Columbo. <laughs> so Charles points out, you know, there's two doors to the school. Were you able to monitor both of them the entire time? Sherlock Holmes. Mm hmm. And he says, uh, well, yeah, I, no, not really, I guess. No. Charles says, look, my daughter said she didn't do it, and I believe her. Good for you, Charles. Mm-hmm. This is when he's at his hottest. So Dickbag says, well, since in the absence of definite proof, you can come back. And then if you notice, Jenny, this asshole kisses Charles's ass. Like, he's all up his ass then. And he's like, Mr. Ingalls, I acted with undue haste. I hope this sets things right. And then he stares at Laura like he's going to eat her alive. Nice. Okay. After recess, the kids come back in and we see Willie in his bag, in the teacher's bag. And he's like whipping it around and pulling shit out of there. This kid is problematic. I, I know. This is what I don't understand. Harriet is the one who's demanding a change. All Beetle had to say was, it's your kid who's the problem. Yeah. Like, at the like school Beetle board meeting. Know. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't understand why no one calls this out. So, I know she's already getting fired, so I might as well, like, call it out. So, Laura tries to warn him, and then he puts, just as she puts her little head in her hands, the teacher comes walking in, and he, for some reason, decides Herman must have been behind this. Yeah, he just, like, figures out who, he just, like, decides who's going to get blamed. Yep. And Herman's like, nope, not happening. I didn't do this. And the teacher's like, get up here now. And Herman's like, no, I'm not coming to you. And then <laughs> the teacher's like, uh, either you come up here or I'm coming to you. And he starts to walk towards him. And why on earth, I'll never no understand, idea. does Laura speak up and say, Herman didn't do it. Okay. I feel like you would do something like this. I probably fucking and would. And some twisted sense of just of justice. Yeah, you're probably right. You're right. I never know when to do the appropriate thing. So the teacher demands who knows who did it. He's like, you spoke up. So if you know Herman didn't do it, you must know who did. Why doesn't she say Willie? I don't know. Laura, let me Everyone help you. saw it. Everyone saw it. The whole class saw it. You don't think Willie would rat you out in a fucking second? A second. Jesus Christ. So um, he tells Laura, hold out your hand. And just as he's going to hit her, Charles walks in and he says, Laura, Mary, go home. Jen, Mm. have hotter words ever been spoken? You knew he had a manhandle, this guy. (laughs) You knew he had to grab him at least once. He's been dying. He's been dying. He's been dying. So Dickbag says, we're having a small problem here. And Crabapple says, oh, no, wait. No, I have this wrong. Dickbag says, oh, we're just having a minor problem here, Mr. Ingalls. And Charles is like, yeah, I heard the problem down the street. 
So this guy's classic bully because he just ca- like is totally like caves into Charles is like, oh, sorry. You know what I mean? Like he's just mean to the kids. Yes. He is the classic bully. You're right. Because the minute Charles, who can kick the shit out of him, comes up to him, he kowtows. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, Charles actually tries to walk away. And Mr. Crabapple's like chasing him. And yep. Charles says he's getting a school board together. I'm getting up. A, I'm starting up a posse. That's it. Starting up a policy. And Crabapple goes after him and Charles then he snaps and he grabs him and he throws him against the building. And he's like, you owe my wife a thank you. She asked me to be nice to you. And then he snaps his ruler in half and throws it on the ground. It was (laughs) awesome. That's like a pointer or something. It was great. Now we cut to the school board meeting. Crabapple says there's only one way to keep order in a classroom and that is discipline. And unfortunately, sometimes harsh discipline. And Mr. Ingalls has launched these charges against me because it's his daughter. Laura's grades were bad and, you know, it's not my fault. Now, Charles Jen has come with receipts. Yeah, he's got the receipts. He pulls up and he pulls out his evidence binder. And he is like, (laughs) I have evidence from Miss Beetle. And he reads all of Miss Beetle's assessments of Laura, which are like, She's great. You know, she works so hard. She's above average. And he's like, how could my daughter go from above average to failing? So then Dick Bag tries to say this evidence has been tampered with. We're having like a full trial here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This mm-hmm. evidence has been tampered with. Because <laughs> Beetle, Beetle would write anything to get her job back. Because he's assuming she just wrote this, but I doubt it. She probably wrote this over the last year. Yeah. So, of course, Harriet agrees. And Charles is like, now, where is Applewood's resume? May I see it? Exhibit B, please. Oh so, first, Charles says, and this is this is the move, guys. Gen X pro tip. You ever want to, you're ever questioning someone in a court of law. First, you say, is this your handwriting? Yep. Or is this your email signature? Or, you know, whatever. So, first, well, I mean, that's easy to prove. first he says, is this your handwriting? And he says, yes. Well, you have like 85 jobs on here, dude. And they're only like two weeks long. So obviously nobody checked references here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it turns out in a bizarre twist of events here that uh, Mr. Crabapple lied on his resume, Jen. Oh, shocking. Jenny, did they have resumes then? Well, they may have had something, I'm sure. I don't feel like the word resume was probably used then. I don't think he lied on his resume. I think he just put a bunch of things and didn't say why he was dismissed. Like, what teacher continuously leaves in the middle of school years? Nobody. Nobody. But that's, oh, the, the I, I resume for that. The resume's origin traces back to Leonardo da Vinci in 1482. Wow. He sent a letter to the Regent of Milan seeking a job. This is the first official resume on record. I think it was called a CV then, right? Uh, what you call it? That's, it's Latin. I forget Curriculum what it is. Vitae? Yeah. Maybe. I think that's how they started or what they were called. Maybe. Okay. So he lied on his job. I think you're right. I think he just kept getting fired. Or yeah, having no to one leave. Checked, no one checked the references. So like mm-hmm. that's kind of on them. Mm-hmm. So now all of a sudden this dude goes on a 
Macbeth type tear oh, about first like of all, this was like so overly acted like this was like stage acting like yes, in the classroom on little house dude really calm down dude calm down he goes on a Macbeth type tear about like revenge <laughs> meltdown <and> it was like <laughs> crazy let's just call it a Macbeth meltdown yeah it really was and you guys if you know you know if you know you know like you just you know, know what you know. I'm talking about so everyone is like, uh, okay. Okay. And then I, right. I, do give this, I do give this due credit. He reads the room and says, my resignation will be on here <laughs> in the morning. Because even Mrs. O is like, excuse me? <laughs> excuse me, what's <laughs> happening right now? He has like a, I just have, he has meltdown psycho stuff. Jenny, did grandma ever tell you the story about how Bob would quit his job at the Christmas party every year? No. Like, he would go to the company Christmas party. Of course, Graham would not go because there was drink in there or she was doing wash, whatever. And so he would go to the Christmas party. He would get loaded. And he would get into some kind of altercation with his boss always and quit and then have to go back Monday and ask for his job back. (laughs) Oh, my God. She used to tell me, like, it would happen all the time. Happened, like, several times. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. So anyway, Charles beelines over for Beatles. And I wrote, oh, he's in her bedroom. I mean, this is I know. quite scandalous. Charles says. He's like, and he's like, I know it's late. I know. So Charles says, we need a new teacher. Will you come back? And she's like. Mm. And he's like, look, we need everyone behind you now. The parents will be there. Blah, blah, blah. Will you will you at least try? Don't you always tell Laura to try? And she goes, I'll see you in the morning. And now Charles gets home. Mary and Laura run out. He tells them Beetle will be back tomorrow. And in class, the boys are starting their shit again the next day. So it's the next day. Beetle's back. They're dropping the book again. Sven. She's triggered. But this time, instead of laughing, the entire class turns around and gives him the stare of death. Yes. Crowd and, control. And they apologize. He apologizes, Fen and his brother cousin. They apologize. <laughs> and, I don't know how that dude's related to him, but he is. <laughs> and uh, that's it, Jen. That's the end of the episode. Great. Great. So, Jenny, whose fault is this? This is all of the parents of these fucking 27-year-olds' <laughs> fault. Or it's the school board for allowing... 80 year olds to be in school no 80 year olds would be okay for allowing like 23 year old boys to be in school mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i agree like if oldie was in the classroom he'd do fine sure. he'd be a curmudgeon but he'd be okay i just it, i feel like this is oh my god i can't believe i'm gonna say this i feel like this is historically inaccurate i mean all of little house mostly is <laughs> But, like, I feel like boys of that age would not be going for an education if they were farming land. Like, they would be farmers. That would be it. Why are they going for education? Like, yeah. they just wouldn't. Yeah, I think. Um, but you know what, Jenny? You have to realize that, you know, this is a part of the country where there's winter. So, like, when their crops are done and stuff, what do they do? Sure. The mother probably wants them out of the house. Yeah, that's a really yeah. good point. Okay. So I think this is Harriet's fault. I think she's awful. Um, I hate her. And <laughs> in two more weeks, I'll never have to mention her name again. Yay. Yay. All right, Jenny, at the end of every episode, we look back on theme or a lesson, something we took from the rewatch. We call it our why. It's designed to finish the sentence. Gen X, this is why. What is your why for this episode? This is why we need to pay teachers more. 
They're overworked, underappreciated, unsupported. They're supposed to be babysitters, supposed to be referees, fucking police. They're everything. It's ridiculous. Teachers should get paid more money. Yeah. They have to be psychiatrists, social workers, therapists. It's ridiculous. We ask way too much of teachers. Yes, we do. I have something similar, but I have. This is why we were terrified of teachers. Because Because there are psychos like this. Because we did get, admit it, you've had teachers like this. Yeah, absolutely. Like I've I mean, had, we've not, had, not quite this severe, but we've had teachers yeah. like Beetle and like this guy. Yep, and there seemed to be no consistency. <laughs> There's not a lot in between. Mm-mm. Um. All right, Jenny. Why don't you tell everyone what do we have coming out next? Well, let me ask you this first. Did you like this episode? It was okay. I liked it. I liked all the Charles action. No, oh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. I liked it. Yeah. I mean, these seasons are good. They're good. They're they're really good. What do we have coming up next? So we are doing season three, episode 19, The Music Box. Laura befriends a classmate named Anna, whose excessive stuttering affects her ability to make friends. Laura stands by the girl's side when she is excluded from Nellie's elite new club. Sounds like Amy. But matters are complicated when Laura is caught stealing Nellie's music box. Nellie Ooh. agrees not to tell anyone. But she has ulterior motives of her own that may threaten Laura's friendship with Anna. Like, this is going to be a classic recipe for, like, this is classic. That's I mean, what I'm season. Th- Go ahead. Season three, I think, is the best season. Me too. Me too. Honey, The Race, Bully Boys, Fred, Blizzard. Mm-hmm. This was some good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we need to watch Bully Boys again just for fun. No. Okay. Nope. I think there's like six templates for this show. Follow them. You know, stop. None of them involve an, an orangutan. <laughs> just Christ. None of them involve a zany adventure for Mr. Edwards. No, just stop. And none of them involve that idiot Montague. Oh, God. Okay. All right, guys. Um, Listen, I want to plug my new venture that I'm doing. I started a sub stack. And it's a platform for writers and it's called Misremembering and it's going to be telling women's stories, some that we misremember, but some that we, you know, may have correct and we just want to know more about and also including my own story. So you can find that at amyarcher.substack.com or just amyarcher.com. It's on my website. Jenny, do you have something to plug? No, but it's funny because I hear about Substack everywhere now and I didn't even know about it. I didn't even know about it. It's like everywhere. It's yeah, everything it's I've wanted. Okay. Wow. That's I was looking for somewhere where I could come up with. I could I was looking for somewhere where I could do my own little like writing content world. Great. You go over there and have fun. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Alright guys, I guess you could find Jenny in the dark dungeons below Brooklyn. I don't know what to tell <laughs> <Okay>. you. <laughs> oh my god, there was a cockroach in my apartment yesterday. Oh, what'd you do? lost my shit what do you think i did killed it yeah well i grabbed it and threw it in the toilet and flushed it so it's probably like in the sewer now growing into a giant fucking alligator probably laid eggs in your apartment somewhere oh stop it okay all right guys uh if you haven't check out our patreon we're doing a lot of stuff over there and like we said we're gonna keep doing that so it's gonna get way better than it is right now. (laughs) yeah well i think this month will be good i'm really looking forward to doing pamela yeah, it's going to be good now, I feel like. Yeah. We're getting away from Rock of Love. I don't know what, who convinced us to do that. I did. I did. I did. All right, guys. So thanks so much for listening. We'll see you soon.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.